Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. The Toddcast Podcast. Find us on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, and at toddhancock.ca. Laura. Hi. Awesome. Thank you so much for taking some time and, and joining us here in Vancouver, Canada. Of course. Hi. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Of course. Yeah. And uh, you're coming to the left coast of Canada. That's why your uh, PR person reached out today and like, hey, any chance? Uh, like, hell yeah. Are you kidding me? So this Friday, you're doing your uh, your new special. It's called Francis. Mm-hmm. And it's at the Colch in East Vancouver. Have you been there before, by the way? At the theater? Yeah. No, I have actually never. It is fantastic. I literally live about three blocks away. And, That's amazing. And it is so good. Like, you're going to love that venue. Oh, the photos look incredible. I'm very excited. Yeah, and I, and I read one of the, the reviews kind of just prepping up for the, for our chat tonight. And it said, how can a solo show feature so many memorable characters? <laughs> so so tell us about this, uh, this new special you've got. Yeah, so essentially it's a, it, it's a sketch show with a narrative story interweaved between it. So um, the, the, we, we open the show with our main character, Frances, who's gotten a call from her ex-partner, who's asked her to meet up to talk. And so essentially we follow her journey from that call to the meeting point where she'll meet him. And through that, she, uh, we encounter a bunch of different characters and a bunch of different sketches. And that's essentially the, 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 synopsis? the simple, the yeah, simple. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, exactly. What, what do you like better? Do you like the stage? Do you like, you know, of course we know you from, uh, you know, what we do in the shadows, which is probably one of the best shows of the last decade freaking amazing when i you know uh, uh, uh just a brilliant series like a, a good friend of mine named kyle turned me on to that uh that series and uh and and it truly puts into perspective you know the term of binge watching what what do you like better do you like the stage do you like the you know the the canned stuff and the in the series and all that How, what do you like better i have to say uh stage for sure um, I love doing both, but the stage, there's just that element of the live audience and um, the idea that something happens in, in that room that'll never happen again. It's really magical and exciting to me. Right. Yeah. Is it more nerves that way, I guess, too? I, th- I would say it's different pressures and different nerves. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And and what are you, because per- of course you create content for us. What are you binge watching? You can't get enough of um just started uh watching season three of the boys oh so good yeah yeah i find that show very interesting because it's so um for better or worse shocking and surprising i don't think i've ever um seen a show uh, that is so unexpected um they really subvert i think stereotypes and that's why i think it's very exciting so the yeah. boys for sure, yeah. Yeah, like 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 go back to the uh, the original season, and was I think it was right where the guy runs through a girl, boom, <laughs> splats the whole screen is just 
and it's just how it starts and you're like okay we're in we're in oh. for a ride yeah it's so so shocking yeah and and so talk a bit about uh what we do in the shadows because what a fun cast hey super fun um it's just a dream scenario really i think the mockumentary of it is is so exciting the added element of being able to look at the camera and bringing the audience in as um as an actor and comedian that's probably one of the most exciting things i've done um but dreamcast the set everything was just amazing um from from day one and um yeah i had a great time it was really really great and there was there was a movie before the series though right and there were different actors and actresses on that right that's right yeah um the executive producer of what we do in the shadows the series was in the movie taika waititi and um the guy i'm sorry i won't remember his name but he is in flight of the concords oh yeah so jerome uh, jerome yes. clements or yeah so he um they made that first movie and then they're not in the show but they produce it right so. Funny from guys. from the Fli mines. Oh yeah, totally. Flight of the Concords was like. Me remember when that when you first saw that and you're like, oh my god, like nothing else is like it. It's so good. I'm totally, hundred yeah, percent. Just genius. Uh, so of course we, uh, you're into the boys. That would mean then you're into like all the superhero movies, Batman and Wonder Woman and X Men and all that, or no? Uh, no, honestly, no. And <laughs> um, <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. Um. I think I'm really into the boys because it's not, it's a superhero um, show, but it's not at the same time. They really just throw that away. Um, I like that it makes use of the superhero genre, but it humanizes them as well. Um, and whereas I find no shade to any of those other movies, but I find that there's always the expected um, sort of win and triumph at the end which is right. cathartic so i understand why people like it um but it, it hasn't i didn't grow up with it and so and so maybe that's why it's not for me uh possibly yeah what which superpower would you want to have um flying yes. flying for sure like i mean bullet fast <laughs> oh exactly to not have to step foot on an air canada rouge flight <laughs> again would be great Right. um still flying for sure <laughs> right what about you uh i think i'd probably pick i mean if it's not flying teleportation would be pretty cool oh yeah yeah okay definitely right? but would you, you teleport would you be able to teleport um through time or just oh space? shit mm -hmm. now that would be awesome no i was thinking yeah. more just like if i could teleport to you know your city and we could have done this in person but like in time would be time travel would be something else that'd be that'd be that'd be like, crazy like where would you want what time would you want to go what uh what period i think um i think it would be very interesting to be dropped right in the middle of a busy market in uh middle in like 16th century france just to see what's going on in the streets of medieval paris and what sorts of little thing little funny scenes are happening <laughs> right is that the let them eat cake time or is that i guess i would be past that right i mean it's also definitely i wouldn't want to be in the castles or through or the with the high echelon i want to see the real yeah. people the yeah. real the real day today wouldn't that be crazy even just go back to like the 1800s and like the cowboys and like saloons oh, yeah. and, and all that craziness that was right like 
it's very interesting thinking about seeing somebody from a different time. They're obviously a human being, but um, so I, different. Look at how much, yeah, like look how much they we've changed in the last couple hundred years. It's it's crazy. Yeah. Hey, Laura, when did you know that you were going to kind of go down the path, you know, that you're on? Um, I was in theater school and I, and I always thought I would be a classical actor. And then, um, I, I enjoyed I realized I really enjoyed the comedic plays and the comedic moments. And, but it wasn't until I went to, if I could pinpoint it to one thing, it's when I went to Chicago in 2016 and bought a ticket to a second city show mm. and, um, saw that and, it was like a moment of, oh, I really want to do that. So I've been working towards that ever since, and I'm very happy with where I am. Right. Of course you are. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> great career so far. Yeah. Uh, and so what can you think back to like, you know, a, a kid, I guess. And like, what's, what are the first memories of acting? Whether not, not you per se, but, you know, maybe TV shows or movies and, and people that, like when you think back, th th those are the roles. Um, big influence and inspiration when I was growing up was Mr. Bean. Um, oh, I watched him with my dad. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I watched him with, with my dad a lot. Um, and I think it really, uh, I make use of a lot of physical comedy. And I'm very a physical a comedian. And I think it stems from that. I think he was really genius. Um so definitely that. And then also the slapstick of uh, Charlie Chaplin and honestly, Tom and Jerry. <laughs> I really grew up just on those shows for sure. Yeah. 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 Uh, I would love to get outside of acting and kind of get to know you a little bit, you know, more mm -hmm. than what we know you for. What, what yeah. was the music in your house as a kid growing up? Like, what are your, what are your parents playing for bands and stuff? So my mom played a lot of classical music. Um, like Bach, classical, Beethoven. like, like. Yes. Old, yeah. Old Bach, stuff. Beethoven, Mozart. Wow. That was the Sunday morning. Uh, you know, um, she really enjoyed that and still does. Um, my dad, who's Italian, listens to a lot of um, classical, I would say 40s, 50s Italian music. And then also a, a Rocky type um, artist named uh, Zucchero, which translates to sugar. He's a, a rock guy. My dad really likes the uh, those strong songs. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and what was yeah. the first uh, concert that you went to? Oh, great question. Um, this says nothing about me now, right. but I think this, here, I think the first. <laughs> I don't know. Well, the Backstreet Boys. Right. Yeah, and um, I've only seen them that one time, and uh, it was fun. Yeah. Do you, yeah. Uh, do, you, do you go to many shows still? Music shows? Yeah. Yeah, so um, my husband's a musician um, and um, is part of a band with his brother, and I go see them all the time. And seeing a, uh, a lot of that kind of uh, – uh, in that kind of musical environment here in Toronto – um so they play like uh r&b and jazz and stuff like that and so I listen to a lot of that but i would say in my phone i listen to a lot of 70s soul um, oh okay okay yeah. and, and there's a pretty good scene um in toronto right totally yeah. yes like always going yes definitely yeah and and, and how was it over covid and like the craziness of those couple of years like 
Oh my. Yeah, bad, bad. Um, I think a lot of people suffered, especially creative types. Um, mm -hmm. although everyone suffered. Um, but yeah, stages being dark, clubs and music rooms being dark, theaters being dark, just took away so much. I think of our identity that we had to find other ways to express ourselves creatively. Yeah, and, and um, of course, uh, you know, one of the super negative offshoots is the closing of of a lot of those smaller yeah. venues too, right? Absolutely. In comedy too. Yeah. We've been seeing here in Toronto. Yeah. Um, it's kind of like a renaissance now. Uh, I don't know if you find that in Vancouver as well as since things have opened up again, there's been a bit of a reshuffling of the status quo from before. Um, would you say that that's, I would, I would say it's kind of like that too. In, in Vancouver, it's always, it feels like it's harder to, cause we do, you know, live shows every month as well. This podcast does. Yeah. Uh, and it feels like it's harder to get people out now. I, I don't mm. know if that's necessarily maybe just the way we feel or if that's actually the case, but um, I think people are still a little bit weary to go out. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. Um, we found here that people don't purchase tickets uh, um, early in, anymore. In yeah. 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 I mean, just being... Um, subjected to events being canceled i guess that does that to everybody yeah i think even pre-covid you know it was one of those like yeah i'll, I'll buy it i'll buy something yeah. in advance but uh well maybe i won't because maybe something else that i like more will happen yeah it's kind of always been like that um are are you big into sports if so who are who are your teams I don't know, this is going to be, uh, I guess, a strange answer. Maybe. I love, one of my biggest hobbies is volleyball. So I keep up to date with um, the collegiate level volleyball in the United States. It's really exciting. Okay. Um, and then I like to watch soccer. So Italy and Germany, Italy obviously not being in the World Cup coming right. up is a travesty. But I'll be watching Germany. And um, yeah, those are my teams. Basketball too, a little bit, but mostly volleyball and, and soccer. Okay. Did you play much as a kid? Yes. Yeah, I played volleyball. Oh, okay. That'll yeah. do it. Yeah. Um, are, are you a gambler? Do you gamble on sport? Do I gamble on sport? No, definitely not. No. With my life, every Sunday in my rec league, maybe. Um, no, I do not gamble. Oddball question for you. Do, do you believe that aliens have visited Earth? Yes. Like how not, right? <laughs> yeah, how not? And also, wh uh, why not? And um, not maybe not in the classic movie flying saucer that we know, right? But I definitely think organisms have made it here. Well, I look I at the uh, you know the pyramids and stuff, and like something had to happen there, right? With all the exact coordinate coordinates and and precise to like the degree and some something had to happen there i think like aliens built the pyramids possibly hmm. i think about that mm -hmm. uh i want to respect your time here laura i've got a for couple sure. more questions for you and thank you again for doing this tonight of course it's a pleasure uh, so i i want you to tell us a near-death story like where, holy crap, I could have just died. 
I can't believe we are bouncing from topic to topic. Okay, I love this. Okay. Um, holy crap, I could have just died. Okay. Yes, I do actually have one. Um, most people do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was mainly, it was out of stupidity. I don't know if most of the ones you get are out of stupidity, but um, Lots, yeah. I would be when I, I was 16 and I was, uh, my because of my parents' work, I lived was living in Hanoi, Vietnam at the time. And um, I was going out really late, pretending to be sleeping over at my friend's house, but not, you know, and going out with my friends. And um, I just hopped, there's a lot of motorbike use over there. And I just hopped on the back of this person's motorbike with no helmet. And we were flying, flying down, down the highway. Um, that could have been bad, I think. And oh, probably... Yeah not advised actually very bad um but that's what comes to mind for sure yeah 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 everybody has something a, yeah. a lot of drowning oh lot of, yeah uh, like a lot of drowning a lot of um like bad airplane rides mm -hmm. you know where you're like dropping 20 30 feet and people are doing oh the God. rosary or whatever it is the hail whatever yeah 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 crazy uh, okay, last question could be the toughest okay. possible, or maybe you've, you've got a standout moment, but uh, um, looking over your career, could you pick it to one career highlight, or is that just Im impossible? To one? Um, I think everything has been kind of a stepping stone to where I am now. I would have to say this year, opening this show, Francis, in Toronto, was definitely a highlight in my life. Um it was such a a, ro a long road to get there. And, you know, once it finally happens and it goes well, it just feels so satisfying. So I would definitely say the Toronto shows of and, Francis. And, and so what are the steps of that? Like, logistically, it seems, you know, like it's it seems kind of straightforward, but it can't possibly be straightforward to sell out shows like that. No, it, it's um, looking back, it's years of work actually if 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 not directly indirectly um just starting my social media starting to make online content and struggling through that and that taking you know a couple of years to feel solid and then continuing to produce good material that people enjoy mm. um yeah because you had a really good following on on tiktok right yeah yeah um and, and but then before that comes the training and the reps and the moments of humiliation and the bombing and the, you know, everyone has to go through that. Um, oh, yeah. And then you get to that point and then you have to make a show too. And that's no f easy feat either because um, it has to be good the whole way through. Um, it has to be funny. It has to be polished. It has to have good pace and it has to say something. You have to have something to say and, it, on the day, then you also have to perform it really well and do that continuously over and over and make people think like they got their money's worth. Mm -hmm. And then that's just all all over again. Oh, not to mention sell like marketing it. You know, you have to people have to be there to watch it. So right, and, yeah, a lot, yeah. And, and who's the litmus? Do you, do you pass by your material through your hubby or friends or what? Your mom? Like, what do you do? Um, so I had a director. 
the show's directed by um, a wonderful comedian named Alistair Forbes. And um, so a lot of trust there. Um, I trust his opinion. And then mainly, uh, I think it's really important trusting yourself through just trusting you have the experience and you know. And then being flexible, um, having the ability and the guts to be on stage. And if a joke doesn't land, to call that out and to say, you know what? Oh my God, that sucked. Let me move on. Um, and people then get people back on your side. Uh, but typically my director um, and uh, that's mainly it. I don't really like to test material out. If that makes sense. Well, I guess the yeah. true testing is doing in front of an audience. Exactly. Yes. Um, and I think it's important to have that context. So I, I'm not one to, I, I'm not bashing this at all because I think it's so helpful, but I personally don't uh, do um, sets around town to to, to test out sketches. Oh. Um, uh, for me, it, 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 um, it, um, how do I say this? It, the way that a sketch performs on us one night doesn't mean that it's going to perform the same way another night. So if you are constantly editing it based on that audience's response, um, you could do yourself a disservice. You actually need like 200 shows, you know, to really get a good data pool of how something's working. Mm -hmm. um, but when you're in a room and people are laughing, that's a really good indicator. <laughs> yes, of course. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Laura, thank you so much for, for taking the time here to jump on the Toddcast in, uh, in Vancouver. We'll see you very soon. Your show, Francis, again, is coming to the Colch in East Vancouver, and I hope it's a huge success for you. Thank you so much for having me. This has been a great time. Yeah, and congrats on the what we do in the shadows. I absolutely love that series. I think it's... Thank you. It is brilliant start to finish. So thank you. Yes. Uh, thank you again for doing this. And uh, we'll see you Friday in Vancouver at the Colch. And uh, if not, we'll see you online. Great. The Toddcast Podcast on ToddHancock.ca. Hi, it's Jennifer, a founder of Go Kid Go and a mom to two kids. Join my family on the story train with Calm Conductor Birdie each night as we travel through the magic rainbow tunnel to everywhere and anywhere to find the best bedtime stories. Search for Story Train on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your podcasts.